Hey everybody, this is Vin. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Decoding 40. Before we start the show, we need to pay some bills. This episode is brought to you by Creamy.one. Creamy.one. Creamy is your premier source for adult toys and goods. They carry unique brands for empowered singles and couples interested in exploring their sexuality. So head over to Creamy.one. Creamy.one. That's C-R-E-A-M-I-E dot O-N-E. Don't forget to use code DECODEN40 for that 15% discount. Now, let's start the show. Vin posted a story about a personal trainer who confronted a, quote, creepy old guy at the gym because he was staring at her. Leotard or yoga pants. Uh, yoga pants. Going up to crack her ass, her little white narrow ass. And that old man was looking at her with lust in his eyes. He wanted a piece of that pie. I'm going to be honest. The, the part of the story that has me chuckling is, so I told my husband and he came over and worked out next to me. Her husband's presence, though, did little to deter the other man who continued to stare at Heidi. Heidi's husband is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he was undeterred. Go ahead and look at it, hun. Go over there and look at it, sir. You know, I'm tired of looking at it because all she wants to do is walk around the house now in these goddamn yoga pants, <laughs> working out and taking fucking Snapchat and uh, TikTok videos. I'm fucking tired of it. She wants someone to look at us. So why don't you go ahead and take a good look at it, sir? Because I'm done. This woman's narrative about men not looking and not hollering at them. Super subjective. Let me watch you he, I think Mac likes sleeping on the couch. He's He's got his own space. You see that futon behind him? He is <laughs> imp- impenetrable right now. Nigga, I'm home. <laughs> the only thing is the only impenetrable. Thing. He's on. not allowed to leave this kids. <laughs> <laughs> This is another episode of Decoding 40. Decoding 40. What's up? This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Raw, making all your fantasies come true. Hello, live from BK, but residing in Harlem. What's up? It's your boy Vin, a.k.a. Vinny Pugazi, master of impressions. Yo, what's up? This is Howard, and I'm talking directly into the mic. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another exciting episode of Decoding 40. My name is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke, and I'm here with my main man. It's your boy L.O. a.k.a. Shang-Chi, eating a beef bon me. What's up, it's your boy Vin in the building? <laughs> Hope everybody's safe after the holiday. Yes. <laughs> Bring more wine. This is our. You heard me? Still in the cell. Shing Lao. <laughs> you heard me. So, <laughs> so what's going? What is going on in your lives? Who wants to go first? Still in Miami. Uh, Miami Art Basel ended today. Today we we normally record on Mondays, but we're recording on Sunday. 
it was a, it was a hell of a week. Um, a lot of work going in to build it, and then now it's over, and you have to tear it apart. And it's become like a family of artists who've come together to create this thing. And um, you know, it's it's a special time. You know, I, I I'm really happy that I even started coming to Art Basel because as an artist, you you come here and you see a lot of other people's work, you engage with other artists, you engage with gallerists, you engage with with curators and art buyers and collectors, and it's inspiring. You leave here feeling ready to create more work and to, you know, expand your your knowledge, expand your connections with other artists. I really love coming here for that reason. And, you know, and it's also 75 degrees and it's freezing as fuck in New York. So that always helps too. But other than that, I'm about to head to Pennsylvania where it's even colder than it is in New York because I'm maybe in the mountains somewhere of Pennsylvania. And I think it's in the fucking 30s or the 20s. It, yeah, the low is in the 20s. So, so you're still doing that documentary on um, cooking meth in the, in the mountains? <laughs> no. <laughs> Meth in the mountains. This is this is the <laughs> DIY network uh, show, Barnwood Builders. Barnwood okay, Builders. Same difference. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, Meth in the mountains is brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going from extreme warmth and comfort to extreme cold because I'm working outside all day. So that'll be fun. It's funny how there's certain jobs you can talk about and certain jobs you can't. This one, he was like, yeah, it's just porn joke builders. Like, sometimes he's like, no, it's top secret. He can't talk about it. Because it's it's already on the air. It's in his 13th season, so it's not a secret. It's not a. It's not something that hasn't premiered yet. And uh, Do you got, do you, do you guys have to sign NDAs and all of that when you guys, yeah. like, start working on a project? Yeah. Most, most, yeah. For most projects, you do have to sign NDAs. And most of that is, like, you're not going to take whatever show secrets are on this show and bring it to another show at the same time. You're not there to steal their secrets. That's really what it's mostly about. Yo, I can never work there, son. I'm the spoiler killer and all oh, that shit. Yeah, we know. We know. We're, we're well like, yo, wait till y'all see episode three. Vinny, come in here for a second. We gotta ask you a question. <laughs> we told you this, this was exclusive NDA agreement and you told everybody on your podcast about what happens on the photo I just told the fellas though I just told the fellas I told the guys before it even premiered yeah yeah some 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 projects they they haven't made announcements made press announcements and stuff like that so they don't want it to leak on my IG you know when they haven't made any press announcements so but this one it's just in the starts and seasons I find that fascinating about the industry that projects can be kept so quiet and then just be released and you have absolutely there's no leakage whatsoever yeah I, I, I always find that fascinating. it is amazing it is amazing yeah. it's like, a major projects that usually that are happening that yeah. obviously people at times are seeing being filmed but might yeah. have no idea what's being filmed because you you violate that nda not only will they probably slap you with a lawsuit as to make you an example you're probably not going to work much hmm. after that because because it's as, as as large as the industry is it's pretty small, especially like if you're working in documentary or docu series or um, reality TV. It's small. 
you end up working with a lot of people on different projects, a lot of the same people on different projects. So mm-hmm. you, you don't really want to fuck up your money. Yeah. And then I head home on the, uh, in another six days. Cause I'm basically going from here straight to Pennsylvania. So, um, I'm ready to see my babies. I'm ready to I see would imagine that, that'll be more than a week, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it'll be almost two weeks. Wow. And I came right after Thanksgiving. And right before that, I was in Virginia for a couple of days. And right before that, I was only home for like 18 hours. And then right before that, I was in, I think it was in West Virginia before that. And before that, I was on the moon taking pictures of rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Intergalactical. What's up with you, Vin? I don't know if I want to go next, but I will. You don't have to. It's not, it's not, it's not forcing. Excuse me while I yawn for a second there. You know, nothing much, man. Oh, yeah, I, I left my job and now I'm uh, off. <laughs> Other than that, I've been chilling, man. I, I went to the gun range today and I brought one of my dear friends, Darren. He came to visit me. I hadn't seen Darren in about fucking. Pfft, maybe 10 years, maybe almost the last thing I, last time I saw Darren was at my mother's funeral. So we, we, we linked up, man. We went to the gun range, him and his brother. And I remember when his brother was like 14 years old, this nigga's 38 now. Wow. So that really puts some perspective, <laughs> put some spec on your name when it comes to the age thing. Like I was like, man, you 38. He was like, yes, I'm 38 now. Two kids and married living in Long Island. Oh, you know, so we went to the gun range and my man D was looking like a 70 year old man who owns the corner store with that handgun in his hand. He just looked crazy <laughs> with it. <laughs> he was kind of like hunched over and he was shooting it like he I don't know how he was what he was doing with the shot, though. It was just crazy, though, man. But oh, <laughs> um, he was shooting. He was a little nervous. And then when I pulled out the AR and he, I was like, yo, this is kind of loud. He was like, all right. And I had um, I shot off 10 rounds. And I was like, you want to shoot next? He was like, nah, I don't want to shoot that shit. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, I'm good. You, go ahead, shoot, man. Go ahead, shoot. And I looked at his brother. I said, yo, you want to shoot? He was like, nah, I'm saying I'm just enjoying the show right now. I'm, you, you go ahead and shoot that big shit. I was like, yo, it's, <laughs> it's not that bad. Then the guy from the range came over there and talked to him. was like, no, you know, it, it's even though it sounds loud, the recoil on it is not that bad. It's not that bad of a recoil on it or whatever. And, um, so they 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 shot a couple shots, but I basically ran through all my bullets, and then we shot some handguns. We had a good time, man. Went to uh, what's that shit? Buffalo Wild Wings had the nastiest cheeseburger, but the wings was okay. And other than that, man, what else is going on? So yeah, so tomorrow I'm going to Broadway Comedy Club to do a show, and uh, that's basically my check-in. Cool. See, that's why I can't live in Jersey. If my choices are TGI Fridays, Buffalo Wild Wings, or or uh, Red Lobster. <laughs> There's a real but I enjoy Buffalo Wild Wings. I enjoy chicken. I'm sorry that I'm a heathen. I enjoy it, it. It's so funny you wings. say that. Like that's literally you, what I'm struggling with. That was literally gonna. That's literally my check-in today. Is that? It's 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 it, you don't. There's no difference in that in my, McDonald's except that you pay more for it. That's really the only difference. The difference. I, I am struggling. Chicken wings taste delicious, and I'm sorry that you don't enjoy chicken wings as much as I enjoy chicken wings. But don't throw hate and shade and talk about the quality of the food. I didn't ask questions 
about quality of food. I, I know. <laughs> We're very quality. aware. You yeah, have clear. fast food apps. <laughs> Motherfucker got fast food apps. I didn't even know Why fast you, food see, had I, apps. Now, now you're fucking violating me, right? First, you think it's hip violating me. Now you're fucking, you're fucking app shaming me. How, how many Buffalo Wild Wing points do you have? How many have you accrued? What'd you say? How many Buffalo Wild Wing points have you accrued? I, I didn't accrue a lot because this is my first time I think maybe first or second time ever going there. Do they scan your phone when you come in? No, nigga. They don't. Hello. How far are you? <laughs> Welcome. How how far are you away from a reward? That's what we want. <laughs> how close to you are you away from getting a? I get a free, free twelve piece oh, bonus <laughs> on my next visit. <laughs> it's gonna get free mozzarella sticks or jalapeno poppers. <laughs> choice of. Choice of. Choice of. Choice of. Choice of. Fuck you. Yo, this is Vincent, a.k.a. Many Voices. Hey, what's up? This is Alaric, and I'm speaking directly into the mic. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke, making all your dreams come true. This is Hello. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Make sure that you follow us. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Do we tweet? A little bit. We tweet. We tweet. All right. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. No Snapchat at all. And go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. Thank you for listening to Coden Party, <laughs> goddammit. In Vin's defense, you can't move to Jersey and not download some apps. And it's not just fast food. It's mostly because the, the choices are rather limited. It's rather limiting. I, I, I must say, I feel very There's got to be a lot of mom and pop shops in Jersey that you can go to. There are, but it's not like New York. Like, I've been trying to really, I have really, I, I went from, okay, I tried to make a list of like high-end restaurants. In my general area, I found like four or five. I was like, okay. The problem is four of them are Italian. So of I'm course. like, okay. Right. Of course. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, I need some diversity. So I have to go a little bit further out. So I found a Puerto Rican place that I'm going to try. I found, uh, we got to talk to them about Coquito ice cream, of course, because they need to carry that. Um I, I found a couple other places and then you go down the level and it's like, it starts becoming chain restaurant and then you go down the level and it's fast food. So, but it's very limiting. Like I haven't found like, I, there's mad Greek restaurants. I haven't found decent Greek food. And I mean, like they got like five stars and I went and tasted and I was like, this is rice and chicken. It's not exciting. So I'm. it's very, whereas by where I lived in the Bronx, where I lived in Queens, I could find amazing Greek food, amazing Indian, amazing right. jerk chicken. It's the diversity. You're not uh, get anything Jamaican where you are. None of that. None you're of that. Even, none of that. You, you'll be lucky to get a Tower Isles patty in the fucking supermarket. <laughs> Yo. section of your supermarket, son. That's Yo. how Jamaican as you're going to get over there. The, it's and too spicy. Not the tower aisle so, patty. So I put these in the so, oven at three seventy five for how long? Okay, I have, and so, I'm having a, so, a beef patty. But 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 the the chain fast food restaurants, the quality is way better than the ones in the city. Seems oh. like so far in his neighborhood, McDonald's actually uses. You got to start cooking at home. Oh no, we we do cook at home. But leave these it's restaurants. The same exact food. No. Because they get delivered in a truck in a frozen. All fast food restaurants are not the same. All fast food restaurants. Listen, I I was on the way home. Absolutely, are the same because they have to buy from the franchise. 
It's, it's not. It's not. It's all comes down to management. I'll tell you why. Anybody anybody else do Wendy's? I used to. Wendy's? Okay. So I still do Wendy's occasionally. The Wendy's, there's a there was a Wendy's in the BX, there's a Wendy's in Qua uh, in in sorry, there's a Wendy's in Queens and there's a Wendy's in Long Island. <laughs> I feel like you know their address. Hold up. Hold on, hold on. I don't, I don't. Kennedy Five, Hillside Avenue. So, yeah, there's a Wendy's. It was on Guy and Brewer. Yeah, ask Tamika. that's right. She does. She has a little seafood French fries. Ask for Tamika. She hooks up the French fries. They call it spicy so, fries. Oh. Wait, so I go. I go to the one in Queens. It's amazing. I go to the one in Bronx. It's amazing. I was coming home late one night from Long Island, and I was like, "Let me just grab something." And I stopped by this Wendy's. When I tell you. Every single thing, I, I I literally couldn't eat the food. I had to like literally spit it back out into the bag. I was like, this is disgusting. It was so bad, I almost wrote a letter. Like I was like, yeah, I gotta write a letter. Like this, I was motivated to Dear write a letter to tell them. Wendy's. <laughs> I went to one of your establishments last night. And Yo, that's true. Number four. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yo, I, I feel I feel like if I, but I just got like a I just got a chicken sandwich and some French fries. It wasn't like it sandwich. wasn't. The, the, the Asiago. Yeah, joint. that's where you fucked up. You want to nah, but I get the Asiago spicy. I get the Asiago spicy. You know you was headed for you should this, just got a this, plain ass chicken sandwich. <laughs> this is the least scientific anyway. study I've ever heard of. No, no, you no. Stopped but, in a Wendy's all, at late night is, one night, and they gave you old food because it was late. So they might but, as well just give you the shit that. But that's why I'm saying the management under the heat lamp the management. Impacts it was in the, the outcome of the food. I'm saying every time it's the same, it's the same exact food. Is you know no what difference. So, so but, but I give you an example. Back, you example. ordered the Asiago. They were like, I'm not making the Asiago. They pulled that shit I, right out of the but box. I, that's been but, I, but I give you an example. You you give all four of us the same ingredients to make something, mm -hmm. and, and it would all come out different because nope, the way wouldn't. we make it is different. That's not how franchises work. That's why I you can go to you can go to a McDonald's in California and you go to McDonald's in New York and the quarter pounder takes exactly the same because there is a way of cooking it cuz you if, if you gave all four, if you gave all four of us mm -hmm. the same ingredients instructions uh uh the apparatus and the sauce and the amount of sauce to put on it is going to taste exactly the same. No, I see, that's why. Yes, I see that's why you can. But, go, yes, but that's why you can go to if Vin, if Vin falls, if Vin is how it's prepared is going to be different. It could be. If Vin falls asleep while he's making his food and he burns mm -hmm. his a little bit, and I undercook mine, it's not going to taste the same. So, like, because because you're, you're, what then, you're not adding. Hold on, you're not mm -hmm. adding. You're not adding to. You're not accounting for human error. And that's what this was. Uh, that's that's what this. You're also not accounting you're, for. But you're human. you're saying that that is the standard. Yeah, that's not exactly the what he said. That's I understand that. What I'm saying is the the standards are not being met at every establishment. That's the problem. That's why there's a difference between a, a good restaurant and a bad a bad fast food restaurant. There's what the a fuck are we talking about again? I don't think so. All right. Anyway. The, the number of fast anyway. Food <laughs> anyway. Fucking franchise. So, so I was just I was just defending Vin because I understand <laughs> it's hard it's franchise? hard to find. It's hard to find. It's hard to find good food. It, I'm, I've been having trouble finding good local restaurants. So You're if somebody is in Jersey, you're making anything and wants. Well, no, no. I, I, I uh, shout out to Brian. What's a Brian pigeon put me pee? On to, <laughs> Brian put me on to what's uh, a festival? Um, is that not a party? Is that a party? 
a black-owned soul food restaurant. So I'm going to try that. And there's a couple other recommendations I got. So if you are in North Jersey and you have a recommendation, hit hit us up on social media and let me know. If you, but I've, I've been... Yes, good. If, if you want a good Spanish food, go to North Bergen. North Bergen well, uh, has yeah. a very large cu- Cuban and South American neighborhood. They have a lot of great Spanish, like Puerto Rican style type food. You can go like from Madrid, Spain, where they have lobster and all that other stuff. So they, they've in North Bergen is you get all that good Spanish food. And then there's I'm, also I'm like Montclair. Yeah. Cuban Pete's that looking. place I went to that time. But I miss the diversity of New York City where I could try something new all the time. And the probability was that I was going to get good food. And I haven't found a good deli. I can't find just a good old deli deli. But I got I got to believe with a huge Italian community that there's a good deli around here somewhere. You got to go down and fucking good. A lot of Italians, Latinos out there. You got to be whatever you want, brother. You know, it's got to be the gabagool. Brother. Hey, buddy, we got the gobble. Hey. We got the stuff that make your fucking ankle swell because there's so much salt in there. Don't worry <laughs> Give about it. Give me a chicken palm. Give me a chicken palm with two blood pressure pills. All right, buddy. We call it sodium and a soda. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Eight dollars. Double S. Sodium and a soda. <laughs> a double um, S, my friend. So what else? Today was my daughter's first birthday. We usually don't record okay, today so on a Sunday, but birthday. Okay. happy birthday, <laughs> baby. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, so that's that was really exciting. Um, a non-entity, yeah. you are an entity in real life, but we can't say your name. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So we, you know, the uh, the in-laws came over, and and uh, Grandma bought a, a princess crown, and that was really cute. So we had a she had a first birthday outfit on. It was really cute. So we had a good time. Hopefully we'll have some furniture. Um, there, that's the other thing. There is a furniture shortage. Mm-hmm. So when you tr- so so we moved and we're like, oh, we'll just move and buy a couch. So we mm-hmm. do the old couch out. Like, oh, no problem. We'll move and we'll buy a TV. We'll move and we'll buy a whatever. There is a six to eight month wait for furniture at almost every establishment except yep. the futon place. The futon place was a week. But everybody else was six to eight months. You can get some nice gold furniture. This furniture is made of gold. So. <laughs> gold leaf. Gold leaf. It's platinum. It, it, it comes with the plastic wrap. You don't even have to buy it. Oh, exactly. oh my God. Oh my God. With a coup, free coupon so, for a grandma wig. So yeah, I, I I might have to just go across the bridge to see civilization again. But uh, you know, other than that, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to get acclimated to, to Jersey. And it's this is it's, now. With that said, there are some benefits: uh, drive-through pharmacy, drive-through ATM, uh, parking. There, there are some there are some some benefits. I don't understand making a right turn from the left hand lane. I don't understand the driving out here, but I'm still trying to get used to that. But other than that, there are some benefits to Jersey. And my birthday's coming up, so I'm excited about that. It's nice to have my birthday the same week as my daughter's, but it makes my birthday not as important. You know, I still want to yeah. celebrate life, but um it's just it's just so it has different context now. So, so, so don't worry. Yeah. No one is going to give a shit about your birthday. Yeah, anymore. no one's <laughs> not, not, not true. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Just look Anyone forward to getting wants. socks and a tie. It's going to be a combination Christmas and birthday. Uh, oh, man. Well, might be, no one might cares be. about your gifts, <laughs> but they yeah. care about it. <laughs> That's a happy birthday. Yeah. You get that. 
That's special. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take. I'll take the like on Facebook. I'll take it. Right. They gonna tell you happy birthday at nine p.m. Like, happy oh birthday, shit! Nigga. Here's a here's a cake or something. Blow out the candle. We get something made out of hanger and construction paper. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, and you have to be smiling and happy. That's it. That's it. That's my check-in. What's good, Dakota 40 family? This is Vin, here to let you know that you can now catch Dakota 40 after dark on a new day and time. Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So pour yourself a nice glass of something, something to unwind and come kicking with the crew this and every Thursday night at 10 p.m. on the East Coast, 7 p.m. on the West for Dakota 40 After Dark. So my check-in this week, I was actually hanging out with a friend of mine that I've known for college and I was known from college. I was bugging that we've known each other more than have our lives at this point. So that's like 30 years. So he's in town, and this is how your friends call you from out of town. They'll be like, oh, I'm at a restaurant that is in the city that you live in. And you're like, wait, you're in town? And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot to mention that. All right, whatever. All right, cool. Um, won't you come out for a drink? Uh, it's 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I already got my slippers on, nigga. Like, come on, man. I'm not eating. Exactly. I'm chilling. I'm in the bed, literally. You're a bachelor. Um. But I, I wound up getting out and we hung out for a bit. He actually had a uh, business meeting with, I don't know if you guys heard of uh, Bones Brigante. He's a uh, battle rap uh, artist and he's been in King of the Ring and all a few other things. And he most recently, and this is actually, I would encourage you uh, to check him out on Instagram. He had this project 30 for 30, which he did 30 rhymes each day and recorded a video for each of the rhymes. Like, one or two minutes, but it's, it was still a dope project. So anyway, I get up there. They finish business at this point. It's just kind of drinking, and we're on the patio at the restaurant drinking. So an hour goes by. We're, we're getting the drinks, and a young lady comes and approaches us, and she goes directly to Bones, and she says, I think you're cute, or I think you're handsome. I bought you a drink. And she hands him a shot. So PSA. Not only do we live in the uh, the the period of COVID, if you want to buy somebody a drink, you cannot be the person to bring that person the drink. It looks like you are trying to drug them. So, ladies, I think if, you're cute. <laughs> right. Why don't you drink my drink? <laughs> if you are buying a man a drink, do not bring the drink. Secondly, don't be drunk. <laughs> it's not a good look. <laughs> this sister was so drunk so she hands him one drink and she was expecting him to take the shot with her and she starts flailing her arm around spilling her shot across our table and across the floor and so my boy takes Bones' drink while the chick is not looking and throws it over his shoulder and puts the, the shot back on the table so she's so drunk, I think she thought Bones took the shot. And then she kind of, ex- oh, no, her girl called and then she excuses herself. Then she comes back again with another shot. So now this woman has now wasted two shots. 
because he is clearly not. He didn't drink the first one. He's not going to drink the second one. And she is like really offended that he's not taking the shot, the second shot. So we kind of calm her down and she, you know, goes back and it's like, all right, boom. That's fine. Then we walk in because we're about to leave. And so we have to pass her. And she starts to like talk to him and, and he's like really trying to avoid her and does a good job and does a good job of quieting that down. But the funny thing is, so he goes, you know, that's the wildest thing that I've ever heard anybody happen to anybody. So I don't know if I've told you guys this story. It reminded me of the time when me and my boy were at a club that he was marketing for honey, sunny, one of the honey uh, liquors. And Plaxico Burris sits down next to us. So I'm done. I'm like, I've, I've had enough to drink, clearly. Like, he, all we have is bottles just constantly flowing throughout our table. It wasn't like so he shot there. himself, was it? No, it was not the, it was not the <laughs> shot. We, we weren't at uh, Latin quarters. So Plaxico sits down and I pour Plaxico a drink and put the cup on his table. Plaxico looks at the cup, looks at me, and then moves the cup away from him. <laughs> As he should have, right. because I didn't even engage him. I didn't even say what's up. I didn't say anything. So I'm I'm just saying this, this is a PCA, and I it, it reminded me. First of all, don't pour anybody a drink if you don't know them. And actually, don't pour them a drink unless you're going to sleep with them. That actually is what I was taught, <laughs> and it's it's it served me well. And 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 secondly, um, just be safe out in these streets. Yeah, that's all I got to say. But um, the other thing on my check-in, I started watching a show on Amazon called Harlem. And I was interested in it because obviously this is where I live and I wanted to see what kind of portrayal they would have of the actors and what was the storyline going to be and how were they going to kind of integrate Harlem and what was happening in Harlem. I got to give this like a B plus, A minus. Um, Megan Good is in it. She does an okay job. I just don't believe that she's from New York which is really hard mm. for me to kind of deal with. Now, if this was set in L.A., I would have totally bought into it. But I would say it, it's worth a watch um, if anybody wants to uh, give it a go. Interesting scenes, very um, funny subplot that's going on. They're doing um, this thing called Get Out the Musical, and it's pretty hilarious. So um, I would encourage you. Uh, it, it is pretty funny. Um, I hate musicals, though. Then you would like how they use this, okay? Because it's it's a total play on musicals. You um, you said that multiple times. You you said that multiple times. That he hates. Did you watch in the Heights? Did you no. watch in the Heights? No. Would you watch in the Heights? No. Have you seen Have you seen Hamilton? Have you seen Hamilton? No. Have you seen? <laughs> do you have any affinity or nostalgia for uh, Sound of Music? I tr- you know what that used to be that used to be a favorite of mine. When I was I a kid, how? Maybe that's it. Maybe it used to be a favorite of mine when I was a kid. Taste in musicals. I was a child. What the fuck? That's my. <laughs> I, was a, I was a child. <laughs> it was entertaining, and then I watched it as an adult, and I was like, "What the fuck was I thinking?" <laughs> was is, I hate this I, shit. <laughs> I, I hated that scene that they would always play when it was like being previewed for a Sunday night movie with her. Yeah, watching. Was yeah, all was all I hated that. I, it I loved off it immediately. Uh, <laughs> I think it was a family thing. But I just wanted to say this. If Plaxico Burris sits next to me in a club, I'm moving immediately. Why? He's a convicted felon. 
and he's a shooter. <laughs> he's a shooter. So. Based on his that motherfucker's danger that night. Yeah, he is far from dangerous. He, you want to talk about? I'm he I'm is. Joking. If I, I know, but if learn your lesson was a person. It's Plaxico Burks. Word. 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 He's like, I don't wear sweatpants. I <laughs> Yo. I don't even wear sweat socks anymore. Yo. I don't care. Guns. guns. He is the, I don't he even is make the my fingers person like guns. Right. He is like, he, he's, he's the he basically safest was like handing me uh, scripture uh, uh, notes throughout the whole night. I mean, this dude is a <laughs> choir boy. <right? laughs> yeah, he invited him to Bible talking? study. Would you mind if I talk to you about uh, our Lord and Savior? Savior yeah, Jesus, basically, right? that's because he, he was like, have, surely. Have you heard the word? Have you heard the word, brother? <laughs> Johannesburg? Exactly. <laughs> but yo, that's uh, my check, and this is Leon, and I am done speaking. Cuffing season has officially started, and where else can you get your cuffs and all things in your sexual survival kit but Creamy.one? Creamy. Dot. One. Creamy is your premier source for adult toys and goods. They carry unique brands for empowered singles and couples interested in exploring their sexuality. So head over to creamy.one. Creamy. That's C-R-E-A-M-I-E dot O-N-E. Don't forget to use code decoder 40 for that 15% discount. Creamy dot one. Let's get back to the show. Well, New York City has come a very, very long way in terms of their relationship with drugs, narcotics, and their drug-using population. They've just recently opened their first... Uh, oh, first... <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. What do we call it? Their first open-air... Uh, sponsored crackdown. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Look look up Heroin. what they officially call it. Needle Palooza. <laughs> you call it call it Needle Palooza. Needle Palooza. Uh, big, big needle supervised needle. drug injection sites. Supervised drug injection sites. So basically the premise is is that if you are a and you gotta intro uh, that again. Does he? I, I like the intro. You didn't like the intro? You want to leave it like that? Sounded like he was on the, drugs and we're talking about drugs anyway. So go ahead. <laughs> so I'll do it again. Fuck it. So New York City has come a long way with their relationship with their intravenous uh, drug using community. They've just recently opened their first supervised uh intravenous drug using site where basically intravenous drug users can come use their drugs, get clean needles, have some supervision as well as medical care if need be. And they also have the ability, they have Narcan in case somebody overdoses. So basically it's a safe space for someone to be able to use uh, drugs, specifically intravenous drugs. What do you guys think about this? Yay or nay? I think it's if you say intravenous one more time, <laughs> you get a prize. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. In, um, intra, intravenous. Yeah, sorry. Sunday night. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, you said it a number of times. So we're going to have shooting galleries now. I I like the idea. And I think one might be in my neighborhood, which is crazy. But I'd rather them 
in a, a hotel like Crack Den than in the streets. So, you know. What I appreciated I, I, when I went to the uh, shooting gallery the other day, what I appreciated that they let you shoot up. They got TV there. They got like ESPN. They got HBO Max. I was watching <laughs> fucking Superman versus Batman while I was taking. This is shot. actually how I imagine it. Truth. And then after everything was said and done, they gave us some sweets. So they gave us like an orange and a sandwich. It was very nice. It was a very beautiful establishment. And I would recommend it to anybody who wants to shoot up in the comfort of a nice, safe environment. How many stars? How many stars would you give? I want to what's give your that Yelp, to the what's your Yelp like review? A, a Yelp review. I give them like four stars and like three cheeseburgers, whatever Yelp is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do they do? They Yelp at you? I don't understand it. I give them four cheeseburgers then. It was great. <laughs> the shooting gallery was spectacular. Free cable TV. What? How can you go wrong? Yeah, I think it's a double-edged sword because... On one hand, it's it's probably going to save lives of, of some some people who are addicted to drugs, but on the other hand, does this increase the quality of life of the people that live in the neighborhood where this thing exists, or yeah. does it invite um, more of the activity that is sort of weighing heavy on those communities already? If they took this and put it in the West Village, the Upper West Side near Columbia University, I think I'd probably feel, uh, I could feel better about it. But when you put it in communities that are already burdened with um, seeing people who are drug addicted and all that invites with it and putting an, an additional burden on the community, that's when it gets hard. Because how much can that neighborhood take? You know, so, but I want people to be safe. Well, the challenge, gonna, though, for me, not if, put you, it in my if you put it in other communities and don't service the communities in which these people live, you might not have people who are using the drugs traverse to Columbia over by Columbia. They are, they're already in certain parts of Harlem, right? So it makes sense to situate the place where they already are. But all those addicts are not necessarily... All those addicts... You're not going to get them all, but, but you're going to get some. And you're going to also have an opportunity to give people treatment while they're there. So what I'm saying is that all those addicts that are going to use those facilities aren't from that neighborhood because people come in from all around the tri-state area to come buy buy their drugs. But they're going to buy it where they are. So if they're in the neighborhood where they're buying it, I can't see them saying, oh, let's take the crosstown bus to go over to Columbia so we can do- go shoot this up. Let's you just jump in the car. There's a nice car. Let's Uber. Wait, you're, you're asking Uber to, the, uh, to get in the Uber? So now that's hey, another business uh, that might need to be developed. Well, well, this is like, like I'm saying that drug trucks were different. I'm saying, th- I'm saying, th- I'm saying, if you put it in the West Village, you put it in the Drug upper West Side. That means that those Ooh. addicts that are coming from those areas who are now going to go to 125th Street, but where are they getting a drug from? In the East Village, you're saying? You can get heroin anywhere. No, no. In I'm the trying city. to follow you. Your, get- I'm trying to follow your logic. Are you saying that they live in East Village? They buy their drugs in the East Village, and then they're traveling uptown to go to the shooting gallery? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying. Having that shooting gallery in the neighborhood uh, on 125th Street, 
what you're saying is that this is a safe place for you to do your drugs. So that's where they'll go. Right. But, but is that population right? It, is, is there a greater population of drug users exactly. statistically per capita in that area? Mm-hmm. That and stuff, doesn't this give the opportunity for a population that is already undermined by so many other social uh, issues? But, but, but the, the opportunity is that we're not we're not thinking we're not thinking about the quality of life of people who live there who are not drug addicted. Absolutely, I just said I live in Harlem, and there are two places in Harlem that um, that right. Happen. So, so what does that do to their quality of life? The heroin. Does that does I, the, have you does, been to? Hold on, let me finish the question. Let me exactly look at what one twenty fifth looks like now. So yeah, now, let's get them now off imagine, the street. Now imagine Amsterdam on 125th Street because it's not like you just go and you shoot up and then that's where you stay, right? Now you're going to be in the neighborhood. Now they're not on 125th. That's what I'm saying. It's moving those people away from those areas. To where? To I think one is in uh, Washington Heights and the other one is in East Harlem. Yeah, we're other. So you move it from 125th Street into someone else's neighborhood. Right. But there are still people that live there who are not drug addicted. So what I'm saying is that what is the quality of life of the person that lives around this thing that that now drug addicts are hanging around? My point is there are already drug addicts here hanging out on the streets. Exactly. And I understand what you're saying is that they're going to possibly increase the population. They but will. if if we still have people being removed from the streets that not, is reducing the number of people who are actually doing drugs on the street. But people aren't that people aren't off the streets. They're just not doing the drugs on the streets because they're going to do the drugs in the facility and then they go out into the world. They're going to they're gonna go back the, home. No, they're going to stay in the neighborhoods where they just are. Said they live in the East, East Village. Why would they stay up here if they live in the East Village? Wait, wait, wait. I want to okay, 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 say something. I, okay. I, I want to I just drug drug addicts yeah. have one job. Find a way to get more drugs. Actually, they have two jobs. What's the second job? Go back home. <laughs> drug, de- drug addicts have one job, get more drugs. And they're going to figure out a way to get more drugs. Right. But they're going to go like- home. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me jump in. Let me jump in. So so here's my thing. Number one is addicts are people too. Yes. Addicts need help. Yes. And addicts should not be criminalized. That's number one. Number two is the war on drugs has failed. It is a failure we have lost. I think very much like we've created safe spaces for people to drink and consume alcohol called bars. We should have the ability, no matter what your drug of choice is, to have a safe space to be able to go partake in your drug because you're not going to not do your drug, but you should have a a safe space to be able to do that. These people need help. This is a problem. If you have addicts in your family or you've been close to someone who is addicted, it is a problem that is beyond their control. We need to service that community and that population. I don't disagree with what Rick is saying. At the same time, though, we need to. It's like I don't want a jail in my neighborhood. I have been past a methadone clinic where heroin addicts go. And he is right. After they get their methadone, they congregate outside and it creates kind of an uncomfortable environment. If you've been around 30 heroin addicts standing outside the methadone clinic right next to the McDonald's and you're trying to just go in there and and get something to eat, it makes it uncomfortable. So I get that. We're lucky enough that we're just passing through. We don't live there. We don't live directly in that neighborhood that's impacted by 
that facility being there. We're passing this is why through. I'm rejecting what you're saying. This is why I'm rejecting what you're saying. Yes, we're passing well, through, but I I yeah. go to 125th Street often because there are a number of stores that I use. Okay. There is a inordinate amount of people who are a who are drug addict, a drug addicted on 125th Street and Lenox Avenue. This is There's not going to no change way. that. Okay. That's the most pessimistic approach that I think you could possibly take. This, I think this is, that this is not this is an opportunity. This is a first step. It's exactly. First step. I think this is an it's opportunity. Not, it's not a drug user residence. This, this is an opportunity mm-hmm. to deal with a population who, for the most part, has been abandoned and left on the street with their own resources, which is few. So now they have an opportunity to go into a space, be safer. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, also have the potentiality to get resources to help them maybe get off of drugs. They have needles. But to get these people off of certain blocks, I think, is an opportunity that needs to be explored. They got clean needles. It's, it's not that I it's not that I'm saying that this thing shouldn't happen. I'm saying that this is what makes You're it saying complicated. It won't work. No, I didn't say that. You did. Say that's that. not what I No, That's not what I said. I said it's comp. It makes it complicated because. I'm thinking about the people who need the help, but at the same time, I'm thinking about the people who live in the neighborhood that these facilities are now going to open up because now it puts an additional burden on that neighborhood. You had to shoulder the burden of people who are drug addicted being in your neighborhood and and um, you having to deal with that. So if, if I live on a block that has a methadone clinic, clinic or daytop, you know what that is. And if you're saying you're going to put an additional burden on that neighborhood and invite more addicts, because that's what it's doing, because it's Daytop at least was trying to transition people from using drugs to uh, getting off drugs. This is just providing a safe space for people to use drugs. And I think wrong. that I, wrong. I don't want that to go out in the air. That's wrong. What's the primary goal? It's not just a primary goal. There is an additional opportunity for support for these people. Right. It's not Daytop. It's not daytop. It's not a rehab. It's not it's not about getting people off drugs. It's about giving them a safe space. And I, this is the thing. I'm not saying that this should not exist. I'm saying, what about the people who are in those neighborhoods who are going to be additionally burdened? I get that. The whole NIMBY thing. I get it. Not in my backyard. Yes. But it has those to people are still somewhere. Those people are still going to be in those neighborhoods. Exactly. That's, that was my point. They're, they're still here. They're not going to not be there. It's just now they have a place to be serviced. I think well, right. I think I'm saying that it's going to add additional burden to that neighborhood. OK, so let's let's right. talk, let's talk real quick. If there's a world where these uh, facilities don't exist, where are these people going to go? They're going to stay on the blocks that they are on, which is this already. Is, you, not, you don't listen let to me what I'm saying. my point. Which okay, is already but, uh, dragging on at least, the neighborhood. At least, at least, least address what I'm saying. Point. At least address they, what I'm saying. Because I didn't say they shouldn't exist. I said that. I said that the burden should be spread out, should be dispersed evenly so that black and brown that? neighborhoods aren't carrying the entire burden of the drug pandemic. That's all I'm saying. So when we talk about it being in the Upper West Side or being in the in the village so that those people aren't coming to Harlem to find a safe space to do their drugs and then burdening our neighborhoods, there if needs the to be evenly in spread. Harlem are the, are, are, if the addicts are in Harlem and they're on the streets yes. and they have nowhere to go 
that is a burden on the community, right? Because I have to walk my kids through that. Yes. So if we move them off of a main thoroughfare in the neighborhood, that is a good thing because I am in a neighborhood that is witnessing this. Great. So your kids don't have to walk through it, but somebody else's kids do on a different block. It's got to happen. And, and with 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 more people, I'm saying distribute it evenly, distributely more equitably it's so that we're not the ones carrying that burden. That's, that's what I'm saying. Man. Nobody is saying that it can't be distributed evenly. It has to that's, start somewhere. They opened right. up two So that locations. was my entire point. That's what I'm saying. So that's a straw that man my, argument. No one's no, saying it's that. No, not. You, you, you misquoted what I was saying because that's exactly what I was saying. Upper West Side and the Village, right? Is what I said. Y'all need to go the, relax and do some drugs together. Hey, you. Yeah, you, Dakota 40 fan. You got a problem with us? Give us a call. 608-618-4040. Tell us how you really feel. You might end up on the show. We double, triple fucking dare you. Fuck out of here. So in Nashville, Tennessee, there was a young woman named Heidi who, had an, at, who was at the gym and uh, got to a confrontation with an older gentleman who was apparently ogling her and her husband was there and it made her uncomfortable. Now the woman was scantily clad and, uh, you know, dressed, I guess, appropriately for the gym, but, but had took issue that the man was looking at her. She told her husband who came next to her working out and the man continued to do it. Is this inappropriate? And how do we feel about her response to, to uh, this gentleman ogling her? It depends on his level of creep. I mean, we see sexy women all the time. Uh, it's his level of creep at 25. 25 is basically trying to uh, get into her locker so he can procure her underpants or something like that. That's creep 25 level. He was at a creep eight, creep nine. My thing is, is <laughs> at what point does attraction turn into inappropriate behavior and how much of that is subjective because uh, it depends on like, where that attention is coming from and who because if the attention from. right if the attention is coming from someone that you're attracted to it's not mm -hmm. creepy right? right and also there are a lot of older women or or women who may fall differently on the attraction scale who would love that type of attention okay so the problem, I think, is the line is subjective. Well, I think the line is, is defined by the woman. But then does she have the right, the right to call this yes. guy creepy or inappropriate? Creepy. I, it's, 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 the, the, the funny thing is, like, you can't really you can't really tell from an article how or how he was staring. You know what I mean? Like, dudes can be fucking creepy. Dudes can be fucking creepy. Like, I've seen you I've seen lots again, honey. I've seen websites dedicated to dudes following women around the streets, webcamming their ass. That's you're doing research. Creepy. You're on Reddit. You see a variety of different things. It's not my. It's not my thing. <laughs> it just happened it's, across my feet. So uh, he was it's, like, it's, I, "It's not I my thing." My subscription. He's Pers like, "I canceled my subscription to it," but you know. But personally, personally, it actually it, it disgusts me because 
I think about my mother, I think about my sister, I think about my daughter, I think about my wife, and the the idea of somebody trying to do that to my wife on the subway literally makes me want to kill. I would, I would, I would fucking choke somebody to death. <laughs> this just in, uh, so, Alric from so, Decoding Forty choked somebody to death today on to the- death, to death, to death. <laughs> <laughs> That that is that is super super creepy and is it is illegal? Isn't that illegal? I am sure it is. I'm sure it is. I can't believe it's not. Like, isn't that like a crime? All right, but but then you have the other side of the spectrum where you have where you had uh, what is it? Girls going wild where women were intentionally exposing their bodies. But they get paid for that. Yeah, that's but different. They compensated no, for what? I what? guess it was. How's quid, that creepy? Quid pro quo? Was it a, I mean, uh, the guy who, who developed it, it probably up. is a creep, but... Yeah, but it's, they signed I'm up. I'm just saying, how can he not be up? creepy? But, but, but they signed someone, up that. But that's the thing. They, they they gave their consent for that. Our porn director's creepy. It doesn't no, matter. They they got they, they gave their consent for that. They're there for, yeah. for that work. That's what they're there there's for. A, okay. And there's a there's a, pre, uh, a pre-shot meeting. All right, so in this scene... Uh, yeah, they're going over <laughs> the blow for blow, uh, no pun intended, uh, situation. You know what I'm saying? He's going to come in your mouth. You're going to dribble right. it in her mouth. And then he's going to dribble it back in your mouth. You got it? Good. Let's do that again. Let's do that again. Let's do that again. All right. Two shots, all right? That's we get the fluffer in yeah. there, please. Take two. I, I, I just think for, it to, for this to be an article, for this to make the news, he had to be, the level of severity had to be above, like, an eight. That's I don't know if I'm it's, if it, I don't know if it's that more than it is. Um, I think people are overly sensitive right now. And again, I, I, they don't show how this guy's looking at her, but I think there's also a level of that as well. I think America is a, is a, is a nation of extremes. Right. And we tend to go left and right depending on when the wind blows. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you the question. Question this, right? A woman says that a guy was looking at her in a way that made her feel uncomfortable, and you said that she could possibly be oversensitive. Think about that for a second, right? Whatever it was that made her feel uncomfortable, you think, or you you're saying that it's possible that she's just being too sensitive. I would have to see both sides, but yeah, it could be a possibility that it could be that situation that she might be oversensitive because again, you're giving me her opinion and not what the other person did or there's any, if there's a video, she's the the person in discomfort. So, so a person walks to the gym and, and looks at her and she's discomforted and she comes at you with that. That's, that's the same as dude sitting behind her, while she's doing squats? No, it's not. Imagine it's not. this. It's level imagine, this. imagine this. Imagine this, right? Your wife come home, comes home from yoga and says, this old guy was fucking giving me the creeps. He was looking at me weird. Are you going to the yoga studio? Are you going to say, yeah, honey, that's different, you're though, being oversensitive? Wife, no, no, it's not. No, but I know my wife. And my wife, if she's coming home with that, that's some serious shit to me. Cause she's not going to pull the alarm on any little thing, but there are people who pull the alarm on smaller things. Do we not agree? Do we, do we not agree I, about that? That happened I, in Central Park, right? Do, I agree. Woman, woman I, felt, in, felt uncomfortable after he told her to put the fucking right. dog on a leash. Right. So it's like, 
I understand where you're coming from. Like, there's creepy that's, motherfuckers. That I'm was, not disregarding uh, uh, that. Yeah. I, I'm but just saying that's that's apples like, and oranges. Exactly. Because you can have so, a woman who might, who might, oh, he's looking at me because I walked past you and, and got the spray bottle to clean the machine off. Like, there's not crazy people out there like that. That's all I'm saying. It, it, you got you, you got you got to look at both ways. I, I think I, I, I agree. That's clearly showing that the guy is like a straight pervert. That's one thing. Like, yo, he needs to be kicked out the gym. He shouldn't be in the first. But how does it look? How to? How can? It's one thing if he says something. It's another thing. It's a whole nother thing if he touches somebody. Well, apparently, but how does a a look? It was a look accompanied with him wiping his mouth, the saliva out of the corner of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You know, honey, Jesus Christ, uh, I'm dripping over here. Yeah, but he gave her the skeeves. But, right. you know, she recorded no, it. But that's what she does. See, the thing, this is the thing. I'm not saying it makes it right, but that's what she does. She goes on TikTok doing these fitness videos, wearing certain types of outfit outfits which is going to give her more views and more attention let's just keep it real i don't care whether it's if it's it's fucked up or not it is the truth and then you know now again you're doing that imagine what the guys that you don't see are doing while they're watching your video does that make it less creepy if they're doing it in front of her the thought of it do you think she doesn't know what's going on when she does those videos and she posts them she thinks that everyone's there just doing the exercises with her really Come on, man. She's not that naive. That's She's that's not, not that my naive. That's not my suggestion. That that's not my suggestion. So I think but I think it's suggestion hard. I think is it's, like I, be, oh, because she posts that. Does that give a dude permission to because he he'll, he'll jerk off at home to it? Should he jerk off in front of her to it? No, I'm not. I'm not advocating. All right. For a so all, also a crime. Should, also a crime. Should, should she should should she wear a burqa? Should women not post? Um, so, so if a woman posts something that's sexy, does that give license for really, people you know to what? act inappropriately? I honestly, in the, in the case of this particular video, I wish there was like a shot of him or like, you know what I mean? Did she catch a shot? Cause I can't really see by the still shots and I'm not really, I'm still not really clear who the person she's talking to in the video. Cause there's a couple of people looking at her in, in those still shots. But I don't know if the guy is off camera or what. I would love to have seen the video of this whole situation because she she says that the guy followed from another part of the gym and was following her. Now that's okay. that's stalkering. Now now you're you need to go. So was so isn't that enough to believe what she's saying? Yeah. But all I'm okay. saying what is that there's evidence. Part of the spec, but so there's then, the so then why does why coming. does she have? So why do you have to see video to prove? That what if she just wants right. a closer look? Right. Exactly. Well, if, there's, if there's evidence, if there's evidence to substantiate what she's saying, then good. The guy should go. But then, at the same then time, the guy I should go. All, both angles, because what what you're what you're what you're disregarding is that there are people who are oversensitive in our I, society yes, because I who will I, who will blow the whistle when it's really never, I just walked by you and looked at you and you fucking as a, as a black man hold on as a black man have you ever been walking up the street and someone thinks that you're following them and they grab their purse and they or they or they do some evasive maneuvering to avoid you it's I, happened I, to me I, okay that's never happened to you maybe you're following too close you creep 
whatever. <laughs> White people crazy. <laughs> well, Get away from look, me. I, I think if you have enough Not conversation. I think if you have enough conversations with the women in your lives about what their what their what their daily lives are like in terms of what they what they face just walking down the street from the cat calls to the looks that somebody's trying to basically jump into your pants. As a matter of fact, a friend of mine was just telling me a story. She was uh, she had just gotten her hair done and she just came out of the salon and. She was feeling good about herself and she walked about three blocks and a guy said, oh, your hair looks good. It makes my dick horny. She, somebody said that to her. Uh, and I'm sure this dude was mentally ill because I don't think anybody who's fucking sane yeah, say, would sad. say something like that. <laughs> it makes my dick horny. It makes my dick horny. But these, these, are, these are real things that women experience and we never ever have to confront. No one ever, no one has ever cat called you, Vin, and said, "Nice haircut makes my pussy jump." It didn't happen. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go the other way with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he gets cat called in the village. <laughs> he's he's been cat called in the village, but that doesn't count because it's still men. So, hey, girly. <laughs> But um, I, I think those are things that we we don't really we don't experience them. So we don't necessarily think about them. But imagine having to walk down the street and that somebody saying that to you. Now you have to be concerned about your safety because you don't know what this person has in mind. So I, where's the woman's responsibility in that? Because if you look at Heidi's outfit, obviously uh -huh. she's dressed provocatively. Uh -huh. it, or it could be perceived as provocative. I'm sure okay. she didn't go out saying, I want to be provocative. But she's trying to sell some, or she's trying to make a brand, and she's trying to um, differentiate herself in the market, right? Mm -hmm. So where's her responsibility in wearing um, some yoga pants that literally are up her butt? I think we've created an environment where women have zero responsibility. They should be allowed to walk around and do absolutely anything that they want, and men are not supposed to be able to respond. The, and then they should be selective with the attention that they want to receive. I feel like that is that is this. The, I'm talking about America. That is the safe the the level of safety that we've cre the environment that we've created for women. Now is that a hundred percent true? Even in the head, but you know. I, I know, but there no, should no, no, be no, a response. No, I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Wait, no, I, I, no I, when I, yeah, but when I was coming up, there was just like, like, I re I remember older women having conversations with younger women about if you dress like this, you're going to get a certain type of inappropriate attention. And I think I think that that that, that, that is that going. is a that is akin to saying, uh, uh, someone, you know, like when they say someone who who's being who's been raped. Well, what were you wearing? Did you invite this? You know, like, what was your responsibility? Like, it doesn't matter what she's wearing. It doesn't matter what she, what a woman is wearing. I'm never going to say, oh, your haircut makes my dick jump. Like, th that's not going to come out of my mouth because... <laughs> right, but you're not. But we live in a urban jungle. And there are right. some wild individuals out here. There absolutely are. But we actually have to acknowledge that they are not doing the right thing. No, they're, they're not. not. saying... 
Right. So not saying it's your responsibility to dress in a way that doesn't activate their bad behavior. Because then we're talking about women dressing in burqas. No, I, I disagree with that because we also say to men, if you're in certain spaces, you don't wear your jewelry a certain way unless you want to get robbed or potentially robbed. I have a son. If, if, how, you, if, he, if I buy him Jordans, because what, what I'm saying is we all have to take an account of our own personal safety and certain woman, things that we do. Uh -huh. let, let me finish. Okay, certain okay. things that we do might invite certain attention. So diamond necklaces and chains it's going to might invite a certain amount of attention. So you don't necessarily blame the victim for wanting to wear what they want to wear, but you know that certain things are going to invite other people to look at you with more intent and maybe more nefarious intent if you present yourself a certain way. So everybody has a personal responsibility to how they operate and how they look in the world. No, it's not fair, but if you want to stay safe, you have to do certain things. If you dress like a cop, and somebody brings you an issue that they're having with public safety. If you're dressed like a doctor or a nurse and somebody brings you something with a health kit, uh, a health care issue. If you're if you're dressed inappropriately in the street, you're, you're, you're asking for that particular type of attention, which is why you Jeez, dress that way. I wouldn't have walked that road. <laughs> I wouldn't have walked. Jesus that Christ. I'm just saying you, you pretty much just said what you're asking for. I'm not I'm not saying it's their fault, but 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 uh, but can we agree that if a woman is wearing a bikini at the beach, mm -hmm. you're at the beach I, like you should be allowed to wear what you want to wear. If you're a if you're wearing a bikini and you're walking up 59th Street, you can do it. Maybe it's not the best idea just in the, in an urban jungle, in an urban setting. It might not I, be the best. idea. I, I would. I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm not telling you not to do it. It's freedom. Do what you want to do. Live your life. I'm I was just saying that is that so if you wear a bikini in a strip club and you're not a stripper and you're wondering why the guys at the club are staring at you or trying to stuff money in your in your bikini. There's a reason why, because you look <laughs> See, I, would, I wouldn't have gone that far. But okay. No, but what I'm saying is, but I get your you, point. You've but shifted you know. what the the expectation is. And I'm not saying Heidi deserved to be felt doesn't deserve to feel Correct. uncomfortable in the gym. But if you're mm -hmm. dressing a certain way, you're going to get the attention of certain men and they're going to look at you. Club. But she was at a gym with her. Yeah. I mean, with skin tight clothes. It wasn't even like Nike, like workout clothes. It was like she is literally trying to get someone to look at her ass. There's no question about that. OK. And, and she and just did not get the right person that she felt would, was cool to look at her ass. Exactly. She got somebody that if she her, felt if, uncomfortable with. Now, if it was okay. someone she found attractive, but, was but, looking at her, but ass, she, she would not have gone through that same situation. Okay, let's let's Possibly, just say all all of the all of those factors are true, and she wanted people to look at her ass, and then somebody went over the line. As far as we know, Some, he did not go over the line. He went from one machine to another machine okay, and I, just looked I, at her. I'm not, her. I'm not. I'm not saying I, this is this is your line. But Heidi has a Heidi obviously has a line enough so that she made a, a report about it. Right. This guy was acting like a creep in Why her mind. acting like a creep. I'm trying to. Oh, okay, I don't in her mind. What? But the thing is, is like we can't discount it just because I'm not Heidi discounting it. it. I'm, what I'm saying is, though, there's there's another perspective. And yes, 
I would not have moved from one machine to another machine to get a closer look at her. Right. However, there are people who would do that. Yes. And they're creeps is the, and they is are the point. They're, However, if she does not want this type of attention, then maybe she co- should consider not dressing the way she wants to dress in public she, or at that that's, gym. That, that, that's saying that she can't do what she wants to do because people no, can't they, control themselves. Because if the, that guy wasn't the at the, the gym, gym that was made, if, Lucille Bryant, there's a reason why that, Lucille Bryant was made. If that guy wasn't at the gym, things would have probably went fine because she obviously has made other TikTok videos where there weren't people who were doing things that she felt were out of bounds. Right. She's made, she's made tons of videos. I don't know. I'm going to look at, first of all, this is a, this is a post. This is a post article. I hate the New York post. I think they're (laughs) full of shit. And this is probably clickbait anyway, but whatever. I don't know. I I think she, I'm going to side, I'm going to side with women and let the creep prove that he's not a creep. All right. So what did we learn today, fellas? Uh, I'd like some crack right now. (laughs) Excuse Uh, me, sir or madam. May I please have one of those very clean needles so I can partake in my heroin in peace? I'm sorry, sir, on the east side of Manhattan, while you drink your Starbucks coffee, I'm just going to have my heroin shot nicely. Thank you for allowing me to do heroin. Right. I can see the park from here as I'm injecting the needle into my arm. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. You know, uh, that's it. we're going to hell in a handbasket, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this is it. This is planet. I, I just said this planet is the ghetto of the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> you live on Earth. Well, we don't know though. what the other planets. We don't know what the other planets I'm, are like. I'm yet. pretty sure this is the ghetto. It- <laughs> You think we'll see. This is where, we'll they, see. This where they come. They, this is where they come for cows. And <laughs> they go to you Vegas. live on Earth. To, yeah, right. Earth. Earth. <laughs> I don't fuck. I don't Earth. fuck with Earth. Y'all still eating Burger King on Earth? Shots <laughs> <laughs> fired. <laughs> I, I got the Burger King app on my phone. I got the Burger. I King got app. the wings. I was like, mm, never again. <laughs> <laughs> got some Earth wings. Some Earth I'm wings. going back to your Uranus. <laughs> Earth wings. They got, good food, they got good food in Uranus. Uranus is delicious. <laughs> All right, it's definitely time to wrap this show up. Let's pause. It's definitely time to wrap this show up, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to another exciting episode of Decoding Forty. Please check us out every Friday, new episode. Tell a friend to tell a friend and leave us a message at 608-618-4040. Follow us on all social media platforms. We love you guys. And we will talk to you next week. Peace. 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 Peace.